everyone, it's Kelly Cooper, and welcome to episode 241 of the Life Made to Order podcast. I'm today posing a very important question that if we really thought about it, we'd be like, whoa, imagine that was true. And that question is, imagine if you really believed all of the things you said you believe. And what I mean by that is, anyone on any sort of personal growth journey and you're learning about all these different spiritual teachings and you're studying just general stuff or you're really into the teachings of a particular teacher like Pema Chodron or Ram Das or a thought system, of course, in miracles, Buddhism, whatever, all of these different teachings, uh, they present a way of looking at the world, uh, an idea about the true nature of reality uh, the advice they give for ways to think about the different challenges we face, ways to look at things differently in the world that upset us and, you know, emotionally cause us emotional disturbance. It's all really, really different than our typical egoic mind conditioning. And if we really looked at things in that way, if we really believe those things, I mean, to say our lives would change dramatically, to say they would change radically would be an understatement. There would really be no way to adequately convey in words what that would look like. And when I say, imagine if we really believed what we said we believed, what I mean, right, is like, right, we learn all that stuff. And there's an intellectual appreciation of it. We, a part of us intuitively connect, it's like, yeah, I really do think that that's true. Or yeah, if I really did think that way, that really would serve me a lot better. I would like to think that way. I think that'd be a good way to look at things. But like many of you have seen, intellectually appreciating these ideas and really internalizing them to the point where they predominantly inform our point of view, where they predominantly inform our interpretations of circumstances where they predominantly inform our view of ourselves and how we view other people when they predominantly inform how we handle a challenging situation or our view of the world in general or a particular life experience that's challenging current or past that's a big difference right that is that's a process that occurs over time and what i've seen in my own journey is like of all the different things we do, there's an overarching goal that we're always working towards and we might do it in different ways. But it's basically the core crux of this work is changing our thinking, right? Because you have this egoic thinking of, you know, that sort of thought system. It's very negative, fear-based, laden with grievances and victimization and all of that shitty, bad feeling stuff. And then, right, all these other teachings, different religions or philosophies or particular spiritual teachers, whatever, that have their own base, you know, they're usually, their teachings are usually grounded in some particular, whatever, they're presenting a whole different way of thinking. And that's the crux of the work, right, is embracing that way of thinking, that different way of thinking, because it feels better, it serves us better. That way of thinking um, makes it feel possible to change some of the things we want to change in our life, to heal from some of the painful experiences we want to heal from, to look at things differently. And so, right, that overarching goal is, is changing our thinking. So if we really believed those things in a way where, again, they were what was predominantly informing our view of the world, 
that filter we have set up through which we view everything and those conclusions and meanings and stories, if that, if we really believe that stuff, again, not just intellectually appreciate or intellectually understand or kind of want to believe it, but we actually were living and practically applying those ideas, imagine how different your life would be. Imagine what that would really look like. And the great thing about imagination is even if in a moment we're not really embracing those ideas and we're very stuck in the egoic interpretation of a situation, we're very convinced that the egoic interpretation and assessment is, is correct. Even if we can imagine for a second, what if I really believe what spirit would say about this right now? Like spirit, thought system, or again, if you like another word, God, infinite mind, Jesus, whatever. What would that be like? Oh my God, if I really thought that way, because again, we intellectually understand a lot of this stuff. We file a lot of stuff away. We are so quick to say what we know. Yeah, I know that when someone says an advice or, oh, yeah, I know that already. Knowing doesn't mean shit, right? If you, we can know a lot of stuff and not do anything with that information. But imagine you really believed all of these things that you say you believe as a quote unquote spiritual person or someone that's operating with a higher level of consciousness. So again, like you see in reality, a lot of times there, those ideas really aren't predominantly informing our uh, responses to things and how we're looking at things. You know, a couple of examples, let's say one of the big, the one, the biggest one probably is, you know, spiritual teachings would tell us that everything happens just as it's supposed to, nothing ever goes wrong whatever happens in a situation that's what's meant to happen for some larger reason or whatever for the highest good right and that's something we can hear that we hear so much like a lot of these teachings right this is one of the big things and to our detriment in this journey is so many of these things they're so profound these ideas again if we really think about if i really applied these this is a profound shift in my life but because we hear them so much, they lose their importance. They lose that profound nature. And they feel like these like cliche, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. But imagine that. Because think about the core. Because no matter what we're suffering with, whether it's a situation in our own life or something in the world that bothers us, something with politics or a social issue or whatever, there's a common thread of emotional discord no matter what the circumstance is at the core there's something the same thing is happening in each and every one of those circumstances is the core the very core of that suffering is this thing shouldn't be happening this bad feeling thing should not be happening that's at the core of the suffering again no matter what it is whether it's a personal issue or a worldly collective issue that's the root of the suffering is we observe something happening and we're like, that shouldn't be that way. And that makes us suffer a lot. But again, the spiritual teaching that will tell us, no, it should be that way. If it shouldn't have been that way, then it wouldn't have happened that way. Think about if you really believed that everything happens exactly as it's supposed to. How different would that be, right? Because the core of our suffering at the core is this initial, this initial core layer of resistance is this thing shouldn't be happening. My ex-husband should not have cheated on me and left me. 
I should not have been fired from my job. That was wrong. Someone like Donald Trump never should have been president. He should not be running for president again. He can't be, be president again. That shouldn't happen. Someone like him is not presidential. He's not supposed to be in a position. Someone like him shouldn't be in that position of power. The Supreme Court had no right turning over 50 years of precedent and, and taking away a constitutional right to abortion. Judges in the court, they're not supposed to do that. That should not have happened. Putin should not have invaded Ukraine. Uh, my mother should not have treated me the way she did. Mothers aren't supposed to be how she was. I shouldn't have, this shouldn't have happened. This should not have happened. This law should never have been passed. Someone like that doesn't belong in politics. People like that shouldn't be in office that act that way or that way. Again, right, no matter what it is, the core of the suffering is that should not have happened. But imagine if we embrace the idea, again, that spiritual teachings would tell us that this idea of judgment of things should, should be a certain way or shouldn't be a certain way, right? All the spiritual teachings, that's a common thread between and a lot of spiritual teachings, right? Some of them, they might vary in different respects. But one of the core ideas is there's an idea of things happen as they're supposed to. This idea that things should or should not be happening, that's a judgment of the egoic mind. Because we look at things in a certain way and we have judgments of what's right and wrong, good, bad, ethical, unethical, appropriate, inappropriate. And again, right, spiritual teaching would be like, no, yeah, none of that's true. So think about how much, how many things in your life you might feel that sense of suffering about. Again, whether it's a personal issue or a collective political social type issue, a worldly issue. Because at the core, your suffering is really the idea that this thing should not be happening right now. Or this thing in the past that happened should not have happened. If we remove that belief, where there's really not much suffering left, right? Because again, the really the core of the suffering is the idea that it should not have happened. We have a judgment about how things are supposed to be, and that doesn't fit that. So it doesn't that you people don't do that. That's not supposed to happen. Politicians aren't supposed to do this. People. Mothers aren't supposed to do this. Siblings aren't supposed to do that. Uh, relation, your partner, your spouse, and not all these things about how people should and should not be, how things in the world should and should not be. Imagine that. And think about like an LOA manifestation perspective, right? Of like energy, vibration, just fancy words for feelings. If we think of that, think about the emotional stuff that comes with that idea of resisting things from at the very core just for the idea that that should not have happened and not being able to move past certain things or holding grievances and grudges or clinging to certain things on some level I think unconsciously again it makes no sense but that part of our mind makes no sense it's almost like if we cling to that idea on some level we think it we can change it but obviously we understand we can't change something that already happened right but that part of us is operating in a whole different way so think about all the things right now that you're having a hard time moving past and getting into a better state energetically, emotionally, vibrationally, because there's this idea of I can't let it go because the core of myself, I don't think it should have happened. Things should not be this way. My boss should not have fired me. I shouldn't, um, that client shouldn't have done that thing with the with a business deal. My friend shouldn't have said that thing to me or, or did that thing that they did. My parents should have been different 
as parents. How they treated me, how they raised me, that's not supposed, that's not how you raise a child. That wasn't supposed to happen. Imagine really, like if you really believed that idea, maybe not fully every depth in your, every bone in your being, a lot of people, that's probably not their experience, but at least predominantly, imagine believing something like that. Again, that cliche, easy to dismiss, roll your eyes, yeah, 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 I know, but really don't internalize it. Everything happens just as it should. Nothing ever goes wrong. How many things would you stop being upset about right now? Because again, the only reason you're upset is because you think it should not have happened that way. It shouldn't be that way. It's pretty profound, right? Another example, like LOA manifestation, you know, changing your reality, you know, getting in a different frame of mind. Um, your past has no bearing on what your future could look like. That's what you hear a lot, right? Because it's hard to change things when we always expect that they're the same. So imagine really believing that because that's one of the challenges people have about really changing on that emotional level in a consistent way because things have been a certain way for so long or certain things happened to you in the past that in the egoic mind, every, the past is, the, its filter is totally in the, everything it sees is based on that filter of the past and it just expects things to be the same. Everything it's based on what's already happened. So but imagine you really believed that and the things from your past didn't really weigh on you the way they did now. No matter how long you've been struggling with your business, you know that at any moment it could turn around. No matter how many assholes you've dated in your past and every relationship has been with a shitty guy, you know that you can meet an amazing person. That that track record, that means nothing. Those past relationships mean absolutely nothing for the type of person you can meet. You know, at any point in what we perceive as the future, tomorrow, next week, next month, whatever. Imagine really believing that, again, you hear it a lot, intellectually you appreciate it, you know you're quote-unquote supposed to think that way, but if you're honest, you don't. But imagine you really believed that, that you really believe your past has no bearing on what's possible from this point on. Does not matter at all. Doesn't matter what happened. It doesn't mean doesn't matter how long something's been the way it is. It doesn't matter how long you've been struggling with a certain issue. doesn't matter. It has no bearing. It means nothing. A past failure means nothing. A past business failure means nothing for your a future business endeavor. Past relationship history means nothing for potential future relationships. Growing up poor your whole life means nothing for what your relationship with money can be like now moving forward. All the financial problems you've had, never being able to get ahead, that kind of relationship with money, you know, nothing ever works out. As soon as you get ahead, something pulls, you know, all that sort of stuff. Doesn't matter. Imagine you real again, you really believe that. What would that be like? Um, what's another one? Um, oh, other people aren't responsible for your feelings. How much do we suffer and we blame other people? Or circumstances in the world in general. Did other people or the outside world in general is not responsible for your feelings? We've heard that one a million times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. But imagine, again, imagine you really believed that. And when you found yourself in a situation where egoic mind, your initial reaction was, the world is the problem. This political issue, this social issue is why I feel the way I feel. This politician, this law, uh, or again, something in your personal sphere uh, what this person said or did to me, this current thing I'm dealing with. And imagine you really believed that 
no one, nothing was responsible for your feelings, but your own mind that you were responsible for your feelings and nothing else. Just what's happening in your mind is the cause of your feelings and nothing outside of you. Nothing anyone said or did, nothing that's happening in the world, nothing that you saw on the news, none of it. Just your own mind. Imagine you really believe that. So every time you found yourself in a position where your initial reaction, you had like saw something that made you upset or something happened with a person, got in a fight or they said something or they did something to you and you immediately brought it back to yourself and you're like, yeah, I know it's not them. It's not what my mom said. It's not what my sister did to me. It's not uh, worldly things, abortion laws or sexism or racism or all these other problems that we perceive to have in the world. It's none of that. It's my own mind. And you went into your mind and you looked at what was happening. Like something like Byron Katie, I write her questions and her, I'm a big fan of her because she's like, your problem is your mind. And she gives you a pretty cool like process, right, for, for exploring it. So imagine you did that. Imagine how different it would be. It's kind of on par with the idea of everything happening as it should, right? That's a really core part of our upset is we think it's the outside world. And thinking that the outside world is the cause of our problems and what's happening in our life right now is the cause of our problems and we need all these things to change first. All these people need to change and we get to feel better. Talk about, oh God, this reminds me of something I read in the section of the, I read a section of the Course in Miracles every day. I mentioned that before and it was something, the part I read today was talking a lot about our view of the world and whatever. And I can't remember the exact terminology, but it was, the exact wording, but it was something like looking for hope where there is none will leave you feeling hopeless. What basically it was saying was like, when we look to the world to feel better, like we're just not going to feel better because we're looking for these emotions. We're looking for all this emotional change and all this stuff in the world. We're, we're thinking it's the world is going to give it to us. And in order for the world to give it to us, we usually write it. We usually perceive that a lot of things need to change in the world, in the world in general, and in our own personal circumstances. And that doesn't feel good because if we look to the world at large with these larger collective issues and we think all of this stuff, all these major shifts need to happen in politics and all these huge changes in mentality and culture and all these huge shifts, it's like, I can only feel better if the world changes in sometimes very extremely dramatic ways usually the mind will see it needs to change that doesn't feel good because we can't make the world change we can't make anybody else believe anything you know there's always going to be stuff happening in the world that we're not going to like to think that we can't feel better until certain things in our life change first and we get things that we don't currently have that doesn't feel good because you don't know if those things will happen. You might be actively trying very hard to make them happen. And you don't seem to be having much luck. There are certain things you change. You need to change. You have no idea where to even start to change them. Because, of course, your egoic mind thinks it's all up to you. And you have to take all this action and figure it out and do it all on your own. But you're at a loss for where that. So that feels bad. Right? This idea. So this idea that 
So think about how much suffering comes from all of that. And again, imagine if you really believed that nothing in the outside world was responsible for your feelings and it was totally in your own mind, which means that the peace and all the positive emotion that you're seeking and you're looking for the world to give you by changing in ways you think will make you feel those feelings. And you could put the, put that away and be like, oh, that doesn't have to happen. That's a relief because that didn't seem like it was happening. The world's certain things in the world might have changed to my liking, but then my mind just focused on five new problems that it doesn't like now. Now those new, that's, uh, I have to add those things to the list. They need to change now too. But imagine you really believed that it was just your mind and you went into your mind and you thought, okay, it's not what's happening in the world. It's not this law or this political thing or this worldly issue. It's not, uh, what my ex-husband did. It's not what my mom said to me yesterday. It's my story about all of those things. I'm interpreting all of that stuff in a way that's making me feel scared, angry, resentful, bitter, cheated, victimized, taken advantage of, judged, whatever. It's just me. And it's my mind. It's a point of view. That's a goic point of view. And I'm told that there's another thought system, I, right? I refer to it as spirit thought system. Again, whatever you want to, how you refer to all those different, you know, spiritual, personal growth type teachings and, and philosophies and thought systems or whatever you call them. So all I'm told I have to do is consider that those perceptions and interpretations are actually what's true. Thinking that way makes me feel a lot better. And I have... A choice. All I have to do is make a, a sincere choice to consider that that may in fact be what's true. That that may be in fact the better interpretation of all of these things. And all these other things I think that I'm a victim and this person's terrible and it's all their fault that this thing happened or that I feel the way I feel. And I have to rely on all these external forces to hopefully change in ways that will benefit me. That feels really bad because that doesn't really seem to be happening. And even when it does happen, sometimes I still don't even really feel better. So I actually kind of see that's actually not true. So again, imagine really believing that the external world wasn't your problem and other people and the things that they say and do are not why you feel the way you feel. Imagine how different your life will. Imagine really living that way. I mean, again, to say our life would change radically, dramatically, it's, it's there's no words to really capture the the depth of that transformation. I really, it's not there. It's my own problem. And it's not in a blame yourself kind of way. This is an empowering thing. Because if it's just your thinking, you can change your thinking. That's a choice that you can, the crux of this work is not, I've said this a lot before, the crux of this work is nothing more than conscious choice between two different thought systems. Because how we think is how, how we think, is the determinant of how we feel, and that's going to be the determinant of the of everything, the choices we make, how we live our life, whether or not we we make certain changes that are good for like it's all that's where it all comes from, and it all comes from the choices. Uh, that's a mechanism of the mind, decisions of the mind, right? We don't have to do anything to make that choice. There's no action or tool or technique we have to engage in. It's not something that has to, we have to master or learn. It's just a, a split second we could be like, yeah, I'm, I'm really going to try. I'm being presented 
And every, every moment you're having emotional upset about something, you're being presented with an opportunity to practice the, those ways of thinking. Every time you engage with your negative feelings, you're, you're giving yourself an opportunity to practice that way of thinking. Because we can only really change our thinking in a meaningful way, but we have to actually give ourselves the opportunity to think that way. We have to give ourselves an opportunity to start building that other filter. Because on some, and on some, in some ways, these ideas can kind of seep in kind of naturally, like osmosis, just from like being exposed to them. And a lot of times we might be embracing these ideas without being consciously aware of it. And our thinking does change in some degree without us actively like engaging our thoughts. But a lot of times we will have to engage more consciously because we have a lot of deep conditioning that will automatically go to the egoic interpretation. And because we're so used to thinking that way, because the egoic mind is very good at justifying its way of thinking, because how it views things, its way of thinking and its interpretation of a lot of these ideas seem very correct. And even though they're painful, we still think, well, I think it's right. And even though it pains me to believe this, I still think it's true. And spirit would be like, yeah, but it's not true. So because of that conditioning, we often have to engage more consciously. And like I said, that's these opportunities, if we're willing to take them, these give us a chance. Because it's like, okay, if everything is just a story in my mind, that's not actually what's happening. The only way I could really feel better right now about what's happening is realizing it's not about what's happening. It's about what I'm thinking about what's happening. And I can only really change that in a meaningful, genuine, appreciable way where it actually makes a difference in my day-to-day -day life, how I feel, is if I give myself practice thinking the, those thinking with the spirit mind. I have to build kind of a momentum there. There's some deep grooves with the egoic thinking that are pretty deeply etched in, and it's very automated thinking. You know, it's just like these responses are kind of locked and loaded. I have to break that, that, you know, that automated autopilot. So you, so again, we really can't change our thinking in a real way unless we give ourselves practice thinking. Like if we just keep these ideas more on the surface as these, these intellectual appreciation, this intellectual understanding, it's not, there's going to be a very limited benefit to that. I mean, that's where it starts because we are, we are exposed to these ideas and they seem kind of foreign. We're not accustomed to thinking that way. And we have these very deep grooves with the egoic, that negative thought system. So it starts with the intellectual appreciation and understanding. And like I said before, the internalizing of it, where these actually inform our point of view, where that's our predominant way of thinking, that's more natural. That's something that unfolds over time, and, and that's okay. We don't need to uh, be perfect at this to benefit from this thought system and believe it without a, a shred of doubt in every fiber of our being. You'll have your moments, you know, even a more quote-unquote advanced person. If they have some shit that's still kind of pushed out of their awareness pretty deeply, they might get triggered by something and be like, and have a hard time embracing that thinking, even if they're accustomed to doing it in other circumstances. That's normal. That's, that's just part of it. And just make peace with that fact that you'll probably uncover deeper stuff as you go along. And that's not a problem. That will only be a problem if you continue to remain very resistant to your negative feelings. When you accept them as nothing more than messengers and they're just feelings and they literally can't hurt you in any way, then they don't, it doesn't bother you as much. And uh, without that layer of suffering that comes from resisting them, 
you know, that pain minimizing, you know, continuing to operating from that pain minimizing mode where you're very resistant to these feelings. Without that layer of all that shit, even very intense feelings are actually quite tolerable because you're not really suffering through the resistance. The resistance of them is, is where we're really going to suffer. So when you're not doing that as much, that this process is ongoing in that sense, it's not a problem. It's not a big deal. It's just stuff happens and, you know, stuff comes up and you just are like, okay, well, this is how I'm responding right now. Um, but I have this alternative, quote unquote, thought system, alternative thought system available to me. And like I said before, this absolute universal application of these ideas is challenging, right? Because we... The egoic thinking is like, we see certain things as being really bad and that's really bad and that's terrible. And, you know, so this idea that everything's neutral and the same, that's, you know, obviously that's challenging and that's okay that it's challenging. And, but we, you know, when we're in a, a circumstance where we find these ideas particularly challenging to apply, like I've always said, we can do whatever we want. So we can decide like, no, that doesn't apply here. This is a really bad situation and there's no other way to look at this but seeing that it's terrible and this is why I feel the way I feel. It's not how I'm thinking about it. It is because this is a terrible thing that happened. And again, we can do that, but as long as we believe the, the, the circumstance is the root of the suffering, it's hard to get out of the suffering because we can't undo the circumstance. So if we think it's because of something that happened, it can't unhappen, so then we're kind of stuck, right? But anyway, but so what I'm saying is, right, we have that choice. And, you know, there are times when applying these ideas, it seems, the circumstance, it seems more challenging. We're not as open to looking at it in that way as we may have been with something that was less emotionally charged, right? There wasn't as much resistance. But again, really, though, we think about these sorts of ideas, all this stuff that you learn, imagine you really believed all these things that you say you believe, like really believe them. It's like, oh my God, like again, the, the, how different everything would be would, you know, you really, there's really no way to, to say it, like to capture the magnitude of that. It would be dramatically different. And we have a lot of opportunity to practice putting these ideas into practical application. Anytime you're upset about, and it doesn't mean constantly evaluating every feeling and constantly like doing this work every waking moment, but anytime you're really upset about something, if, if you buy into the idea that it's not the circumstance, but your interpretation of it, every time you're feeling badly, that's an opportunity to go into your mind and see what's happening. Because if it's your thinking, that's the problem and not the actual situation, and your thinking is a matter of choice, every time that happens, you're being presented with a choice, like I said, to practice that new way of thinking, to practice looking at things through that filter. And that's a, kind of the beauty of this day-to-day -day life and how it works is there's, right, there's endless opportunity to practice and to build that momentum. And then to, you know, it's like working out, it's like building a, mus a physical muscle. Like you work it out and it gets stronger. It's the same thing with this, you know, your spiritual thinking, building that spiritual muscle or whatever. You get practice. Like there's endless opportunity to practice because we have a lot of conditioning that gets triggered in lots of different ways on a daily basis. Whether it's a more benign thing like being stuck in traffic or the 
you know, an ongoing, you know, you have a relationship with someone in your life where there's a lot of conflict and it bothers how they behave and how the things they say to you bother you a lot and being around them stresses you out and you feel a lot of tension every time they say something that gets your goat, you have an opportunity to be like, oh yeah, spiritual teaching would tell me it's not them, it's not what they said, it's not about their personality or anything that they do, it's not them at all. They're just, my relationship with them is just some sort of manifestation of something happening in my own mind. So what's in my mind? It's not what they said that bothered me, but my interpretation of what they said. My story about what they said. What's that story? What's that interpretation? And then spirit would be like, okay, that's what, this is what I would say. And now you can choose a goic interpretation of what your mom said or my interpretation of what your mom said and why it's bothering you and how it's not actually what she said. This is the real problem here. Something within your own mind that you can consciously choose to fix and release. So yeah, it's thinking about that, you know, because like I said before, we learn all of this stuff, but that process of internalizing these ideas to a point where we, where they have any meaningful impact on our life, that's, you know, that's something we have to, that's something we have to actively, you know, kind of make happen in the sense of we have to consciously choose between these two thought systems. You know, we have to kind of actively participate in that sense. And... It's, like I said, it's it's a choice, and that's the great thing about it being, like, no one can choose for you. And like I always said, like and I said before, we can do whatever we want. People, we can hear these different ideas and reject them and be like, no, it is the problem. No, it's not my interpretation of it. That thing should not have happened. That person was wrong. That's fine. But if we want to cling to that thinking, we can but we have to accept the emotional consequences of that thinking because it's it's painful. It doesn't feel good. Like this this core idea of, you know, like I said earlier, that first example of like everything happening as it should. We could decide, no, that's wrong. Or I'll, I believe that with some things, but not for this thing, this big important. That's, that's an ex right. That's like I said before, that universal absolute application of these ideas is one of the biggest challenges of this journey. Because there are certain things that we observe happening in our life or in the world at large that from the egoic perspective, we're like, no, that's wrong. Those people are bad. That should not be happening. And again, we can believe that and decide that's what I think. But it feels badly and we'll suffer. But we can believe it, right, if we want to. For me personally... And there are still things that I still judge from that egoic point of view, and I still have opinions. I'm not beyond it. There's human egoic Kelly who has certain political beliefs or this thing or that thing, right? Again, like I said, I'm not beyond it. But I'm very open to moving beyond it because I see that clinging to that thought system and those beliefs are very painful. And I don't want to feel those things. If I have a thought system telling me that I can look at things in a way that the what's happening in the world is not going to be the determinant of my emotional well-being, I'm very open to that. I'm very open to exploring that. And I've lately been exploring it with deeper ideas that, again, human Ingo Kelly has very resistant to change her thinking on, again, even though that thinking is painful. Because I'm like, but again, I'm really open and if you're someone that's like that too, you're really open, 
then just let yourself, you know, really think about like, you know, you have endless opportunity to practice putting these ideas into play and to really looking at things from this point of view. And like I said, some circumstances, it'll be much, it'll feel more challenging. You'll be much more resistant to doing it. But the more resistant you are to doing it, the more benefit you'll get from doing it because the more the more you cling to a really painful idea where you really think, no, that's wrong, that's bad. Like, it's, you know, the, the more shit that's there, the more, you know, you'll benefit from, from exploring it, even though you really won't want to. So there might be certain places where, like, you're not ready to go there yet. You're like, no, I just, I can't do it yet. That's fine. But don't be afraid. Because I know egoically, the, the resistance too is... Even though a lot of these ideas are painful, we believe them so deeply. And to a lot of the ways that we're asked to change our thinking, uh, the egoic mind is very uncomfortable with it because a lot of the ways of thinking we have, especially about worldly events, we think that way of thinking uh, is a positive, shows that we're compassionate or informed or this or that. And then if we were to like change our thinking in certain ways, like, it's just, again, we're like, it's uncomfortable for us. So certain things you might be very uncomfortable with really exploring it, and that's fine. But if there's certain situations, especially, again, like social, political, like worldly stuff that really bothers you, um, just be open to like, at least even if you're coming at it not full on, but even from a little, even if you're just thinking of it in a more general, like, okay, maybe things really aren't as they seem. I'm not ready to really dive into this because it's it's too much. And that's okay, but at least have a bit of, even if it's just some more of a general, like, idea of bringing, inviting those ideas in to be healed, even if you're not, again, looking really to, willing to look at them full on yet. But like I said, for me personally, I'm very open because if there's a thought system, if there's a way of looking at things out there that would tell me that nothing in the world needs to change, the world is not my problem, Changing the world, changing my own personal circumstances in certain ways is not really the answer. That feels good because always thinking the world is the problem feels bad in a lot of ways. Because a lot of things in the world we think we probably as an individual can't change and we can't do anything about it. And then to think, well, I'm suffering because of this thing and I can't do anything about it. So I guess I just have to keep suffering. That doesn't feel good. Thinking in your own personal sphere, your own personal life, thinking that if your circumstances are responsible for your feelings and all these circumstances have occurred that now can never unoccur and unhappen, and now you're stuck with this suffering because it's of, of the thing that happened, so you're destined, it's this black mark on your emotional world forever, right? That doesn't feel good. These things don't feel good. So now having been exposed to a thought system that would tell me that yeah, that's all kind of bullshit and you don't have to suffer that way. I'm like, yeah, I'm really open to it. And it's scary because as much as a lot of these thoughts are very painful, we think those thoughts are us. Like we, we become so identified with that part of us, the person. So it's like, it's like if we're not thinking those thoughts anymore, it's like we cease, if the, the, the thoughts cease to be, the part of us thinks we cease to be. And that's very scary to think that, like, we're going to, like, like disappear. I don't, again, that part of our mind, what's happening, it's hard to verbalize and it doesn't make sense, but these fears seem very real to that part of us. So it's challenging because 
a lot of that suffering, the root of the suffering is we identify that those thoughts as us. And so it's like, if I'm not thinking those things anymore, if I don't have that, what becomes of me, if I think that all of that is me, but all of that is not you, that part of you thinking all of that, that's not who you really are and letting go of all of that. Yeah. No. You know, on the in reality, it's it's a bit of a scary process, I think, because again, there's a part of us that feels like we're dying or we're ceasing to exist if we change in these ways, but we're not. We'll still be you, just a happier, more peaceful version of you. But yeah, think about that. Think about all the stuff that you've learned that you intellectually understand, you intellectually appreciate. A part of you really resonates, but if you're honest with yourself. You're not really trying all that hard to actually practically implement those ideas. And that's not beating yourself up. It's just being honest. Like I've always said, honesty is our best friend in this journey, brutal honesty. Because everything just is what it is. And if we're not doing certain things, denying that we're not doing them or pretending it, like we just got to be honest. Again, not in a beating ourselves up kind of way. Well, you're not trying hard enough, so you deserve to suffer. No. It's just being honest about, because like I said, there's a lot of resistance because there's a part of us that sees a lot of negative outcomes to, to changing this way. So it's funny because what we refer to a lot as self-sabotaging behavior, so a part of us, it's not self-sabotaging at all. We're doing exactly what we want to do to get the exact results we want to get. If we don't want to change, then doing things, and we don't actually want our life to change, we don't want our thinking to change, then again, what we would typically define as self-sabotaging behavior kind of actually isn't. We're actually doing things we think are good for us and we find value that we're actually getting exactly what we want. So these are the sorts of things that we have to be honestly willing to assess. Again, not in a beat yourself up, it's your own fault because you're not trying hard enough kind of way. Just being honest of like, yeah, if I'm really honest, I, I learn a lot of stuff, I do a lot of things. But if I can honestly ask myself, am I really trying to think this way? Am I really looking at things through this filter? Am I trying to practically apply these teachings in my life? A lot of people would probably be like, yeah, I could probably do a little better on that front. And that's okay. Don't be, because again, don't be afraid to admit it. Because pretending that everything's fine or pretending that you're trying your best and you're really not or all, it, it doesn't benefit you at all. It's okay. Just be honest. And because then that's where you can really try to, you know, affect real change. You can maybe do a bit of a reset. You know, you can kind of do, engage in some assessment of like, okay, well, if I'm not doing that, is there anything that's, help that's contributing to making this harder for me or making it more resistant? Is there anything I could do to support myself better in this journey? And that might be certain actions that make your mind feel calmer, that make it easier to think this way or, or whatever, right? It might be some new actions or just, again, technically there's nothing you need to do but choose. But some people might find certain tools, techniques, uh, an exercise from a therapist, whatever it is, certain action-based processes support that inner transformation support your ability to make that choice but remember at the end of the day there's nothing you need to do but decide to decide you choose to choose and like you're golden right and anyone that can honestly say that they're trying to do that sincerely you've already succeeded because you've already done the only thing that's required of you 
So yeah, that's it. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Have a great day or night. And for more uh, info about my coaching and services, uh, products, and more content, head on over to livelifemadetoorder.com. Bye-bye.